to Changing the Sales Game on webtalkradio.net. I'm your host, Connie Whitman. You know I'm happy that you're here today. Now, as you join me every week and you listen to this show, I truly, truly hope you feel not only my passion, right, for what I get to do every day, but also my guests' passion. Because what they're doing and when they come on to share information with you, it's all about sharing their passion and expertise to help hopefully help you move the needle on you fill in the blank, whatever your business or career positioning is. To help you on this journey, of course, I have a free gift for you and a tool. If you go um, in the show notes, I have my communication style assessment. You'll get two reports, one spotlighting your superpowers, how you show up kind of naturally without thinking about it. Flip side, you'll get a lowest score report, which is usually a blind spot. So you're not always sure how you're showing up. Very important to see both sides of your coin. So again, the link is in the show notes. Take it, use it. And I hope it helps you move the needle in wherever you are in the change model of your life. Additionally, if you love the show, which I hope you do, please subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Share with your peeps, right? Sharing is caring. And if you can rate and review, I so appreciate um, when you guys take the time to write a review. Um, It means a lot to me because I know it's time out of your busy day. So always appreciate it. Now, my motivational quote to start and kind of set the tone for today's show is by Lisa Cron. And Lisa says, story, as it turns out, was crucial to our evolution, more so than opposable thumbs. I cannot talk today, peeps. Let me start again. Story, as it turns out, was crucial to our evolution, more than opposable thumbs. Opposable thumbs let us hang on. Story told us what to hang on to. Now, lately, I've noticed that having a digital presence is it's a necessity, not only for business, but also for our individual careers. It's a glimpse into who we are, what we do, what you stand for, your values, all of those things. And it shows both personally and professionally um, who you are. And it's important for people to see you as a person instead of just a business. And if you really want to earn their trust, you need to harness the power of your personal story. You can always find a way to weave personal details and feelings into the business stories you tell. And when you do, they'll work so much better at creating points of human connection. Now, for me, it's always about the human connection and how we could show up to support and hopefully our ideal client or whatever career you're in to support the people in your orbit. So our stories matter and can impact not only our business, but also our career growth. Now, of course, today I have an amazing uh, expert. She has worked with me personally. I have used her. She's amazing. Her name is Kristen Spencer. Kristen is a best-selling author, ghostwriter, copywriter, and founder of the business writing firm Literary Symmetry. She helps business owners by writing their by writing their stories for them in their voice, refining their offers, and building the foundation of consistency they need before they can make visibility count. Now, having written more than 30 books and edited many others, it is her professional passion to make sure that the business owners she works with are able to change the world for the better, and it's always one story at a time. So, Kristen, thank you so much for being on, and this is an important topic. Thank you, Connie. Yeah, I'm excited. Anytime I get to talk about storytelling and business growth, I'm thrilled. So thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. It's funny because, um, you know, knowing you and working with you when with my training, my sales training, we do a value statement 
And and it's very hard to write about yourself, especially if you're not a writer and you're, you know, because it's it's being braggadocious and we're told, oh, don't do that. You look like a jerk. Right. So that's one of the toughest exercises I ask people to do. But I'll tell you, they think, well, I'm never going to say this with a client. And I go, "Mm, but you will. If you don't even have that story or who you are and what differentiates you from your peeps in in your industry, the customer is never going to hear who you really are at that that soul level, if you will. So your story is your story and what makes you so unique. So yes, we're talking business owners, but everybody listening, this is all transferable. If you have a career job with a, a corporate client or you work for someone, this is equally as important for you, what we're going to talk about today, because it's your it's your brand, right? And you are unique. So let's amplify that out there so that we shine brightly um, in the world with whatever our zones of genius are. Yeah, I love that. And one of the things I always like to point out to people because they're like, you know, Kristen, you're obviously obsessed with stories. You have a degree in literature, like you've written all these books. And I'm like, no, it's not just me. It's you too. And I I ask them, I'm like, think about the people in your life that you love being around. And they're like, okay, all right, I'll play along. And I'm like, all right, think about your interaction with them. Are they good storytellers or not? And they just look at me and they're like, yes, that's what we do. We sit and tell each other stories. I'm like, Every person that you like being around is a good storyteller. So why wouldn't you want that for your business as well? Yeah. And it's right. The, the, in the, the cavemen days, they share, they couldn't speak necessarily, but they drew pictures to tell their story. And those stories were handed down, you know, Jesus Christ, whatever, all of those ancient kind of things were yeah. written in hieroglyphics or whatever in cave walls. Those stories were handed down. That's how we even know what went on and, and deciphered. Um, those stories. So stories have been around since, you know, the, the evolution of man. Um, why wouldn't it be important to spotlight really who we are? And I use, and you know this too, because you've helped me with my copywriting and my emails, which I'm so appreciative. You did just such a fabulous job. So just thank you again. But as I was reading, I'm, you know, you know, I tell stories because yeah. it's it, it sharing a story fast forwards people's understanding of the concept you're trying to teach versus going through all the technical blah, 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 blah. It's boring. So the story makes it more engaging, but it's easier to digest and fast forward people and whatever that learning is or that teaching is. So it's just it's such an important skill um, to gain. So why? So other than what we've just said, why are stories or or why do you feel stories have become even more impactful of late than even maybe five years ago? Well, now we're seeing a lot of studies, right? We have our friend science is telling us all the things we thought are true. And so we know that storytelling increases information retention. It increases human connection. Uh, I like to geek out on this term, but don't worry. I'm going to explain it. All of you listeners who are like, I can't geek out with you, but it's called uh, listener speaker neural coupling. And Connie, have you ever played Simon Says? Yeah. So it's like that in your brain when you use a story and it is involuntary for the other person, their brain's patterns will match all of the patterns inside your brain. So you're connecting with them on a level that science proves. And I love talking about this because it's validation for what I do, but also because isn't that the coolest thing? I had no idea. That's crazy. 
So through storytelling, it almost helps them mirror what we're thinking or our thought process because they become engaged in the story. Am I understanding that correctly? Yeah, their brain views them as being in the story with you. So they feel like you're going alongside. And as you know, and you talk about this so often, how communication is the most important aspect of sales. Imagine you go on an adventure with someone. Are they going to trust you? Like you're looking for a buried treasure or you're climbing a mountain or something like that, right? You can do that now with your words and it it builds the same know, like, and trust instantly as if you were one-on-one with them doing something where your souls are bonding to each other. I love it. And you know, because you, again, you did copywriting for me, the, my uh, Eliminate the Five Layers of Buyer's Resistance. It's a free workshop I run a few times a year. And one of it is the three little pigs in sales. Like, what do the three little pigs in sales have to do? Well, you'll have to tune into my Eliminate the Five Layers to find that out. But yes, it's again, and, and people giggle, but they go, oh, yeah, it makes sense how, when you take a concept that we've known since we're little kids and apply it to a real life situation today. Again, I understand they become part of the story. I never realized that, Kristen, but that's really what the story does. How fascinating. Yes, I love that you just geeked out on that. Now I'm geeking out on it. Oh, my goodness gracious. <laughs> we're two dorks in love, right? Right here that we're That's sharing right. this wonderful intel. How did you discover that writing books was actually something that you could do? Because it's kind of weird to just say, yeah, I could write a book, right? I would yeah. never have said that prior to writing my book. Well, my my story is that I never thought I couldn't write a book. So when I was 13, I was like, I'm going to sit down and write my first novel. And I thought it was normal did. because I was so into stories you know, uh, one of the things I always say is I used to follow my parents around with a pile of books, not just one book, but a pile of books until I could learn to read. And my mom told me, she's like, we made the mistake of buying you a child's encyclopedia set. And if I skipped one thing, you would notice and you would make me go back, even though I couldn't read yet. So it, I've just been obsessed. Like in my brain, there was never a thing that said I couldn't do it. But when I started doing it, I was like, there's more to this than I thought. Like my first novel got abandoned and I was like, I don't want to be a writer because I want to make money. (laughs) I didn't think I could make any money writing. And I tried for a while as a fiction writer and also as a writing teacher. So I would help other people write their books. But I realized all my friends who make good money are copywriters. And I was like, I think I can do that. So I found someone who could mentor me who was like, geeking out on stories like I was, because a lot of people kept telling me, they said, Kristen, you cannot combine copywriting and and like fiction writing storytelling. And I was like, I don't think that's true because all of it is formulas, right? Like that's the thing about storytelling. That's the thing about book writing for me, right? I use a formula. I invented a formula based on reverse engineering Malcolm Gladwell's books because he's so popular and he helps people so much. So I was like, what is he doing? I reverse engineered it and I made a, a pattern that I could follow and that people can follow because anyone can write a book. And that's what my husband's always like, don't say that. I'm like, that I will say it. But not everyone can write a book like I can because I have you know, the 15 years of professional writing experience. I have the degree in literature. I'm a certified copy editor. Books are, they're on autopilot when I write them. My brain automatically knows how to do it. And someone else who's like that is Stephen King. If you read his book on writing, he says, don't follow a pattern. Don't do all this. But if you're reading one of his books, 
he follows all the patterns. He just does it automatically. So his advice, I don't, I don't tell people to take his advice because he knows how to do it. I tell them, look, this is a, this, you can do it, but is it the best use of your time? That's the question. That's And that's really the question here. So I'm giggling because here's the deal, Kristen, it's intuitive for you at age 13, you wrote a first novel. No, that, that is not normal. Okay. Cause I never <laughs> wrote a novel until I was 50, 59. So no, not normal, but that's your zone of genius. That's the gift that you were born with. I'll just share a quick story to illustrate yes. what I'm talking yeah. about. So, you know, sales, like when I was a kid, I was like, I'm going to be a salesperson. I'm going to teach people how to sell. like that. I didn't even know what that was, but I will tell you, I was five, six, seven years old. And anytime we, we, there were four kids, my, my siblings and I was four of us. Whenever we wanted to do anything, my mom's natural instinct was, no, we can't do that. No, we can't afford it. No, we don't have the time. No, I can't take you. Um, you know, she was home and my dad worked all the time. So the, my siblings would say, go ask mommy, you go, you go ask, go ahead, you go. And I was five years old. I would go in, but this is what I would do. I'd go, ma, okay, listen, I'm going to ask you something, but I want you to think about it. Please do not just respond with an immediate no. Okay. Hear me out. And, but not only would I tell her why, you know, what we wanted to do, but why we wanted to do it and how it would benefit her in some way, free time away from us or whatever it was. And yeah. 50% of the time, she if she said maybe, I go, I'll take it. And I'd walk away. I'd keep, keep thinking, keep thinking as I would be walking away. <laughs> she must have been peeing herself that this little kid is going through this whole negotiation process of listen to me first before you make a decision. And then I educated her, right? right. I know I was doing the system when I was five years old. No. Intuitive for me. Well, if I explain the why and how it benefits her, she might say yes to us. And 50% of the time she did. So then forget about it. My sibling, you go ask, you go ask, you go ask. But that's because it was my natural zone of genius. I didn't think about it. I didn't know how I was doing it. It was intuitive. Same thing for you with writing. So goes back now to the last thing you said, which is very important. Everybody can write a book. You have the mechanisms, the process, the tools to teach them how to do it. And I will tell you, is it worth your time to do it or to hire someone as the ghostwriter, which I know you also do as well. So, but that's for business owners. It's really important. Time is money for us. So if we could be spending time elsewhere, making money and still you finding our voice, which by the way, Kristen, you're exceptional at, I felt like you found my humor and you know, my goofiness in my emails that's your job, right? And that's what you're really good at. So for you to write those emails was very cost-effective for me and I'm getting the results on the back end, but I was able to do my business. And that's the critical piece. Everybody thinks I can't or I can't afford to. And me as a business owner, I think as a business, we do need to write a book. It increases our authority on our subject, whether it's real or not, it's real in the marketplace. So I don't know. What do you think about that? Yeah, so I actually am about to take on the entire ghostwriting industry by myself because that's how I roll. Because a lot of these, uh, and you know, if you know I love me you. At all, you know how extreme I am. Where I was like, let me see if I can write one hundred fifty thousand words in five weeks, and I did it. Um, You're wait, crazy. sorry, one hundred twenty-five. One hundred twenty-five. Don't let me add twenty-five thousand extra words. Uh, <laughs> But so I was like looking at all these, you know, I have friends, let me say, I can't say what companies they work for, but I have friends in high places and they told me they're like, 
Kristen, the problem that you're facing as a small ghostwriter is the same problem we face with our giant agency in that we cannot get an ROI, a return on investment for people making this giant chunk of investment because copywriter, I'm, copywriters, copywriters are expensive. Ghostwriters are way more expensive yeah, than copywriters. Mm-hmm. And because it takes you 10 to 15 years to learn how to write in an effective way, writing is not easy. It's and not- There's all these systems running in the background. And for a lot of people, it's not natural either. And so they will pay, you know, a thousand dollars. Well, a a good ghostwriter can charge a dollar per word. And that's what I charge. I charge a dollar per word. And people are like, what? But the, the thing I combined it with is what you are an expert at, which is sales. Because if you can write your story and your client stories are the wins you've gotten, the fails you've had all into a book with a pattern that entices them to purchase from you, you can get the ROI back. So now before I even work with someone as a ghostwriting client, I'm like, you should do my offer uh, audit, which I did an offer audit with you. You didn't even know that's what we were doing, right? Like I was like, like, here's your offer. And then I asked you a bunch of questions. I was like, Here's your new offer. And I pointed out all the value that you, like you said, it's so hard to know your own value. And I was like, no, this is worth way more than what you're charging. Let's bump all of this up. But I had to learn to do that because my clients were shortchanging themselves and they weren't getting the money back from working with me. And I was like, I don't want to be like everyone else and just say, oh, well, you have a book. That was my job. Peace out. I was like, how can I get them the money back? And the first thing to do is, Look at their zone of genius, look at their offers, revise it, and then flow it in through the book. And that's why I can, you know, I'm confident I'm going to go take on all the big guys because they're not doing it. They don't have the foresight. They know that I'm doing this. Like I've talked to them. I told them this is exactly what I'm doing. And they're, they're like, good for you. I'm like, okay, cool. You don't, I just gave you a bunch of free value. You're not even going to listen to me chill. I'm going to do my own thing. That's crazy. And I'll share just to go back to the offer. I thought my offer was really good. I had it stacked. Well, I had a bunch of bonuses right for the fast action for, you know, I'm all about take action. I'm going to reward you, man, because yeah. that's where the magic happens. So if someone is really anxious and, and not anxious in a bad way, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, let's get this going. I am going to reward you. Right. So I had all these bonuses and one of them, I had zero value, I think written or priceless. And you go, what does that even mean? And I go, well, there's, it's very hard to put a value on that. You're going BS. And then when I described it to you, you put a tangible value and I go, oh, oh yeah, that makes sense. Right. So even me as a sales expert, my own stuff, it's very hard to see the value that we, a tangible value, right. In this case, a dollar amount so that people really could see what they were getting true value in those bonuses. And I was short, short citing myself because I thought, well, can everybody do that? And you're like, no. So it was really cute. It was really cute to be schooled by you, by the way. I appreciated it. But what did we do? Do you remember? What did we do when we were going through it? I asked you to tell me stories about the different offers. And as soon as you told me the story in your head, the value I said matched. Yes, that's right. That's the problem you were having. You're like, well, can I charge this? And I was like, well, what happened when you did this last time? And you told me, and I was like, then yes, you can charge that and more. Like, let's, let's be real. What has happened? What are the results that you've gotten? And that's part of our story as a business owner. And a lot of business owners will shy away from that because they feel like they're bragging on themselves. Yeah. But if you can get the result and you've gotten the result, 
don't lie and say that you've gotten the result when you haven't yet. Yeah, that's right. That's not okay. That's That's dishonest. But if you have been able to do it and you've been able to replicate it and you have a proven method, be honest about it because otherwise the people who really need your help, they won't hire you and they won't get the results they need to grow. And it's funny because, you know, we say bragging when we tell a story about ourselves or the achievements or how we've helped someone else. It's a story about how we helped a client. It's not a story about me and how great I am, right? It's real value of this is the client. This was the situation. This is what we did. And this was the ROI, whatever on the, on the back end, whatever the yeah. value was. Um, that's not really bragging yet. We're taught. Don't be like the jerk next to you that's going on and on how great they are. That's not what this is about. This is about it's a, it's very subtle, but it's factual. And I'm glad you mentioned that because don't make crap up because sometimes it's funny. I'll know somebody who's been doing something for two years and they put all these miraculous results and I go load of bull. You no see way. right through it. They're they're not well versed enough doing something for two years to have the kind of results that they are. Unless it's technology driven, then, you know, if you you have the, you know, the secret sauce of, of something that could, you know, somebody could buy for a million dollars. That's not what I'm talking about. You know, the basics, though, people are like, oh, yeah, I did their marketing and I made them three million dollars. It's bull. If you've only been marketing two years, I don't buy that. I just you don't the expert. Right. Or they're telling the story wrong where they're like, I've been doing this for two years, but they've been working toward it for the last 20 years. That's right. And they're like, oh, well, I just figured out. No, like the, the stuff that comes before your part in the story right now was preparation. And that's something else I encourage people. I'm like, what's something weird? And I do this in my story vault. If you hire me to write your stories, I'm like, what's something really weird that prepared you to do what you do today? And they're like, what do you mean? I'm like, okay, well, like one time I had a client who went to different thrift shops and bought jewelry and broke it apart and made her own. And she like, she's really creative. I'm like, this definitely ties into what you do right now. And people will remember that. That's what you want. You're planting the seed of uniqueness, right? We talk about your unique selling proposition or your unique selling vehicle, whichever whichever acronyms you want to use. If you can show up as your unique self and tell a story about how you got into the thing you're obsessed with now and you love to help with that has that little seed of uniqueness, people are going to remember you and relate to you. It's so vital to have that. It it really is. And I'm curious, why did you choose to just do this really for business owners? Because, you know, you can't do everything for everyone. It's just, you know, marketing 101, right? You got to go a mile deep, not a mile wide. But why business owners? What was the what was like the spark for you with that? I helped my own business. I, I took my own business out of obscurity. I adjusted. I used storytelling to get a best selling book. Uh, and to help people write fiction. That's what I used to do. And I realized I grew my own business through storytelling and we're making money and that's cool. But what if I could help other business owners? Because when you're an entrepreneur or you're in business, you just have that heart for other business owners. I know you have this or you wouldn't be in this industry, but you feel like their potential is insane. Let me help them. And so that's when I was like, I want to help other business owners get the success that I just felt because I knew so many that were struggling and I could see that all of their messaging was messed up, 
but I knew their message. Like I knew their story. And so I started helping business owners and they just loved it. And I loved it. And it was one of those things where I was like, they will pay me. This is not, they have money because people who are dreaming of writing, say like an epic fantasy trilogy and they hire me, they don't have money. Yeah, They don't. And I'll teach them how to do it. Like I have a book that will teach them. It's like $7 or something like that. And I, it will walk you through. And I have people write me still. They're like, I just finished my book because of you. Uh-huh. And it's amazing. But then they have to learn how to market their book. So if you, if you're a writer and you don't know how to market, you're in trouble because even traditionally published authors are expected to do almost a hundred percent of their marketing these days. That's true. And you do, you need to, again, I, I work with a lot of authors too, um, because they, they don't know how to sell it. They don't know how to approach it. And, you know, I have authors come on my show and I say, well, what's your free lead magnet? And, and a lot of them go, I don't know what you're talking about. I said, well, it's something referencing your book, but it's like a cheat sheet or a little image that shows me the pathway, like a little blueprint of what you're talking about in the book. But this way you get people, because when people buy from Amazon or they listen on Apple, you don't know if they're interested. If they're interested, they're going to download load your free ma- lead magnet, right? In that case, right. the blueprint or whatever. Now they're on their email list. Now you're nurturing them. A year from now, they might be ready to buy from you. But if you lose that opportunity after them listening, You've left money on the table. And so many times they go, I never thought of that. And I'm like, well, that's why I'm in sales. And that's why you're not a sales expert. You're an expert in whatever they're writing their book on. But it's though you have to go to the right people, Kristen, right? You you need to go to the right people for the support. There's no way any of us could do this alone anymore. And now I feel with the digital presence, everything has become noisy. So now how do you rise above the noise? And I knew I didn't have the expertise to do that because I'm good at talking. I'm not really good at writing. So again, what stay in your lane. This is another thing, but hire the people that you need to help support and move your needle forward. And in this case, it's a return on time, but it's a return on the investment. The two of them go hand in hand. Yeah. And I think everyone can learn to write. You should learn to write. And there's a book I'm going through. One of my friends who's also like really big in the messaging space. He's like, have you read uh, they ask you answer by Mark Sheridan. And I was like, no. And he's like, oh my gosh, I can't believe you haven't read it. You are, you're going to love this because it's about storytelling, right? So I went and I read it and his idea is that all marketing should be inbound. So now what I'm doing is I'm, you know, taking all of the things that I had used to teach fiction writers and I'm packaging it in a way that will help business writers because I will help you. I will set up the foundation for you. I have, you know, different offers. Like I'll teach you and you write it and then you can pay my editor to edit it or you can pay more and I'll write it. But then you have the foundation and I'm giving you the tools to keep writing your content yeah. because it it's just, I, I have a unique talent. Uh, you know, Connie, you saw I could write in your voice. But yes. how many people have you worked with that say they're in marketing and they can't write in your voice? Correct. So I realize that I'm rare because people tell me that all the time. At first I was like, not everyone can do this. I don't understand what, what of course everyone can do it. Isn't that interesting? No. Yeah. So I realized I need to help people who want to write in their own voice because I can't make 20 of me. I've tried, I've done experiments, I've trained people and it just doesn't work. So what's the next best option? 
teach, show someone what their voice looks like in writing, which I do. And they're like, that's me. That's what I sound like. And then give them the tools they need to create the content. I'm not in the business of you pay me every month forever and I work for you. I don't believe that that is fair. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I want you to stand on your own two feet. Let me give you the tools to do that, right? I'll be yes. your safety net, but you you have to learn how to do this. And it's easier than I think most of us, um, most of us think. And it's funny, it, you're right, because I have worked on my writing. Again, I'm good at speaking, not writing. And writing my book was such a great experience because it challenged me, certainly. But I had to learn, you know, you have to learn. And now I, I can write. I'm comfortable. I think I sound intelligent enough. Um, not my favorite thing to do. I'll be honest with you, but I know I can do it when I have to because it's my stuff. And you, you know, you can't, that's the other thing too. You can't hire somebody for every little thing because that's, you know, no. penny wise dollar foolish, right? We want to make sure right. that we can do what we need to do. Why should you be thinking? What should you be thinking about when people write their copy? for their business, whether it's a book or emails or whatever, but where, what position should they be coming from? You have to turn off the part of your brain that says, I want to write it this way. No one cares how you want to write it. You need to think about what the person sitting on the other end needs to hear. And that's something that I get into arguments with business owners about all the time. They're like, well, this is my business. I want it to sound this way. And I'm like, it's my job to tell you that you have to stop caring about that. It doesn't matter what you want and they get gotcha. mad. And like, it matters what the person that you're trying to help needs to hear. Because if they don't hear it from you, they will assume you do not understand how to help them or how they feel. And they're going to leave and find someone who will talk to them instead of someone who's talking to themselves. Cause that's what you're doing. So that's funny. We really, we kick it out of our own head. It's really a dangerous place to be. When people say that, they're like, wow, you're so interesting. I go, it's scary. And I'm pointing to my head for everybody that's not watching the video. I point to my head. I go, it's scary in there. Like, you know, I don't know that you really want to go, but it's true because we, we, we have our own limiting beliefs, right? We have, we limit ourselves. We're not good enough. All of these things. And we think we know what the people need. And I'll just share where I was that time, but I'll make you laugh. So a couple of years ago, you know, when COVID hit, I started networking on Zoom a lot. And you'd meet people and then they would go to my website after. And one young lady I met, um, you know, post the network we got together. So, of course, she went on my website. She goes, I got to tell you, she goes, your website's very informative. But I thought it was a librarian's website. And she goes, and then I met you at this networking event. You're a ball of fire. And then I went to your website and it was like, no, I can't be in the right place. Like she's so my picture was very um suit you know business Super suit. profession yeah yeah very corporate she goes but you look like a librarian and i'm like it does so i'm thinking well i'm giving the vital information that people to know to see that i'm an expert and i know what i'm doing but it didn't spotlight my personality and listen Kristen, i know you know this too right we're not everybody's cup of tea and i'm okay with that because yeah. if you want to work with me we're going to have fun we're going to laugh a lot we're going to move the needle we're going to move fast all of those things but if you want the stodgy you know corporate kind of image person. That's just not who I am. I'm, I'm kind of cash about things, but we get that. We get it done, right? You know me, I exactly. get things done. You so, do. But it was so funny when someone verbally told that and I rebranded to change from Whitman and associates to changing the sales game because of that reason. I'm thinking, wow, I'm not even spotlighting myself 
truly what my zone of genius is because nobody really knows who I am. It's kind of sad that we we stifle ourselves like that because of an image or because we think this is what we should be doing. And and that's just dangerous. Yeah. And that's one of the first things that I address. Like um, I'm working on a book right now. I'm working on two books because, you know, I can't help myself. Because you're a crazy person. I'm on sabbatical. So I get to write as much as I want, which is amazing. Um, So I am working on two books right now, but one of them is how to build your own storytelling machine for your business. And the first thing I do is I go into mindset. I'm like, mindset is your machine's operating system. Without this, nothing else works. The cogs, the wheels, the bolts, the nuts, nothing can put out a story until you deal with this part of yourself first. And I I always tell the story when I first met my husband, he was like, oh gosh, I had been praying for years that God would make me less weird. Because I knew I would never meet anyone. And I was really weird. I'm weird. Okay. Like I'm one, we call it in my family, we call ourselves wonderfully weird. But I met, I met him and I was like, I'm so glad that none of those prayers were answered because your weirdness is perfect for my weirdness. Right. And Every we should be looking for that with clients, right? Like if, so, and I, I've had, I don't, I'm just going to say old white men will come to me and they meet with me and they're like, well, how do I know I can trust you? And I'm like, if you don't trust me after the the 30 minutes we just spent together, then don't hire me, please. I'm not going to let you hire me That's right. because I have so much information out there. I have all these books. I'm on every social. You can go check out my LinkedIn, which is full of actual people that I interact with on a regular basis. And a lot of them are my clients too. So if you don't feel like you can trust me, we're not wonderfully weird together. We That's we right. can't, we're not a professional couple. We're not That's doing right. this. That's right. And, and, and that's our ideal client. That's how we find our ideal client. So yeah, people have to be very um, casual, laugh at themselves. It's okay to fail, right? Let's laugh and let's, because with every failure, there's a lesson learned. Just you need somebody to spotlight it. And I just want to comment one thing before we end the show. You mentioned mindset. I recorded a show earlier today um, with a financial expert. She's a wealth manager. And, you know, we talked about going from poverty to wealth and and the mindset. The first thing she does is mindset. My modules with my nine-week program, the first module is mindset. You just talked about mindset. And, you know, people are oh, I'm so sick of hearing about mindset. If your mind cannot fathom or be open to what's possible, right? And that's really the shift in the paradigm to what's possible and then start exploring and playing and be curious, right? You're, you're never going to get anywhere. All this information is simply that information. But once you go, once you open your mindset to say, Hmm, I'm curious. I like what Kristen's saying. Let me explore this more. That's your mindset. You're working on your mindset. That's when the magic really starts happening. But I believe everything we do, I don't care what business, I don't care what industry, I don't care what your career is, your business is, has to start with mindset, especially when we're working with others and we they need us to teach them or to help them align or move forward, whatever it might be, right? Our zone of genius to help them amplify their message and, and um, impact in the world. It has to start with mindset and yeah. I see it more and more and more. And if, if used properly with each of the zones of genius, I think it becomes super impactful for all of us. It does. And when you're working with, you know, I work with a lot of service providers. When you're working with someone, one of the main things you bring to the table is you allow other people to borrow your belief. And mm-hmm. if you don't believe in yourself, how can they borrow that belief for you from them, That's right. for That's them? Right. That's right. 
Yeah. How could they amplify their voice? Right. If, if you, and, and it's funny because I, when I teach, when I coach and people are like, well, I can't do that. I'm like, we don't use the word can't in my world, but you could choose not to, after we try this, you could say, con not for me. Don't ever want to do that again. I'm cool with that. Right. You tried it. Didn't work because we don't like everything, everything that works for me or for you. That's why there's no cookie cutters either. Right. I customize everything. You do, too. For just that reason, no two people are the same. And and when we get out there, we want to amplify and help support. But if you start saying, I can't do that, you're right. You can't. So I don't even allow people to use that word. You could choose not to after you try it. Uh, Humor me. Yeah. Humor me and try it. And if you really hate it, we'll try, we'll we'll come up with another strategy. Um, so yeah, it all starts with mindset. Everyone, we are out of time. Oh my goodness, Kristen, I'm so glad that you're in my world. She's in my all star community, and we're publishing a book together uh, with 15 other authors. And I'm just so excited because you're my you're definitely your weirdness complements my weirdness, <laughs> and I just love it because we have fun. We get the job done and we do it with um, just our zone of genius. We bring it to the table and then help everybody shine, right? The tide rises, um, the tide rises, the ships rise together. So if you are interested in more, please, I, I hope you are. Go to Kristen's website, which is letter. Go ahead, say it. I, I don't know why I can't say this today. It's okay. It's too many repeating syllables, we said. So if you go to literarysymmetry.com, uh, you can connect with me there. I would love to talk to you about your business storytelling needs email is kristen with i n uh, so it's chris k k r i s t i n dot n dot spencer at gmail.com if you have a, a quick question please email her and you have a complimentary 30 minute master class and you even have plug and play pdf with that and that is at i'm going to let you literally yeah, it's at literarysymmetry.com slash pathway. And I basically teach you in 30 minutes how to write your one big sentence that you can use to show up with confidence anytime someone asks you the question, so what do you do? I love it. Value statement. See, again, there's so much overlap in everything we do. You know, the financial person I just talked to, there, there's just so much overlap because we're all human and we all kind of need the same thing. Yes, we come from different directions, but at the core, we're all human after all. And that's, you know, that's, I don't know, that's where I play. I deal with humans. I don't deal with aliens personally. So yeah, I haven't met, I haven't met ET. What is ET? Haven't met ET yet. Uh, So yeah, that'd be kind of cool. Anyway, on that (laughs) note, on that silly note, we're going to end the show. Uh, Please reach out to uh, Kristen for help. She's amazing again. And it was a pleasure working with her. So that's my own personal uh, recommendation there. So, um, you know, for what it's worth now, uh, Kristen, thank you again for being on and thank you for just making my world better and the people in my community. I know you're helping them and it's just so appreciate, so appreciated that you extend yourself so much for um, people in our orbit. So thank you for that. Well, thank you for having me on Connie. It was a blast. Always, always fun hanging out with you. And I hope you will join me weekly as we question, build and discover uh, together that as long as you always come from a heart centered place, for me, it's sales, right? For uh, Kristen, it's it's uh, writing and telling stories, right? All of those things. You have to come from a heart centered place. People see through the phoniness and through the the, you know, crap. So don't don't be one of those guys, you know, be cool, show up, be your weird, beautiful self, as uh, as Kristen said. Um, and please take some of the information, check out the resources that Kristen is offering um, for, for my listeners and 
let's see, you know, see where it goes and see if Kristen can help you or her information can help you move the needle. Information is beautiful. Action is better. Action is where we create the magic. So please make some magic in your life. I hope uh, I wish you all an amazing week. Thanks for tuning in to Changing the Sales Game with me, your host, Connie Whitman on webtalkradio.net. Again, everyone, please, please have an inspired week. Do something differently. Try something differently. Challenge yourself. Show up, man. Make it good. Make it happy and be your great self. I love you all and I'll see you next week. Have a great one. Be sure to subscribe so that you don't miss a single episode. And while you're at it, please leave a rating and review and share it with your friends. Tune in every week for more exciting insights and strategies on increasing your business's ROI. And always remember, lead with heart and your sales will follow.